0: Curtis Lewa, Curtis Lewa, Riff and Reed! Check this out. This is The Riff and Reed, featuring Curtis
1: about
0: Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Leewa. This is The Riff and Reed.
2: Well, 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 Lady Gaga's daddy is calling Eric Adams, Swagger Man with no plan, a joke, a joke. Now, could that be that his daughter is in the upcoming uh, Joker 2 with Joaquin? Joaquin who? Who is that? Joaquin Andohar? What is that? Joaquin? Uh, yeah, yeah, You know who I mean. And Joker. Phoenix, Joaquin Andujar, Joaquin Phoenix. That was a great movie. Was that not vigilantism or what? Except it was against guys from Wall Street on the train, right? Come on. Come on. They had to be so politically correct. They had some, some drunk guys probably doing coke from Wall Street. that jostled him on the train, and then he ends up shooting him like Bernard gets. right? Other than that, great movie. They're doing Joker 2. It's already in the can. Lady Gaga is the starlet. Joaquin Felix and, uh, whatever. Loves animals, loves animals. Uh, he's the star again. But we're not talking about Lady Gaga and we're not talking about Joaquin Phoenix. We're talking about Mr. Lady Gaga, her daddy, who owns the restaurant, the Upper West Side, it's right near, um, it's right near Lincoln Center, that whole area there. West 68th Street. It's called Joanne Trattoria. And then he lives on a building on 70th Street with a bunch of other buildings where there are co-op boards and there are condo boards. And guess what? They're upset that their local property is being depreciated by who? The illegal aliens. 500 of them that were dropped overnight With no transparency, no communication whatsoever with the community. And he is pissed. And everywhere he goes, he's calling Eric Adams, Swagger Man with no plan, a joke. So let's see what happened. In his typical fashion of destroying neighborhoods, because you really think Eric Adams and his minions at City Hall care. Hey, what the hell? He thinks his complexion is his protection and that he can destroy neighborhood after neighborhood, but because he's a Democrat, he'll be reelected. And in a drug-induced psychosis, he'll probably tell us that God said that he'll be president of the United States one day. Yeah, save it for church, Eric. But Lady Gaga's daddy is really pissed. He said overnight, the city immediately took over the Stratford Arms Hotel, took everybody out, put 500 illegal aliens in. It had been a residence hall for the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. So they took all the students out of there, and they said, tough nookies, find another place to stay because the city is lathering us with money, man. More money, more money. And then they have another place, I think, up on West 85th Street. So they're making money two-fisted, and you say contract, I say kickback, whenever it comes to Eric Adams and his cronies at City Hall, because friends of Eric Adams, friends of Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, are going to be making a lot of money. Hey, hey, Lou, did you forget what show this is? I need my musical, my music underneath. I realize. Look, you're sitting shiver for the band. I I, I appreciate that. You know me. The very first concert I ever went to, the Palladium. Uh, my lady friend stood me up, and I saw. There, I'll never forget. First was Tower of Power from Oakland. Then it was war from Oakland, and then it was the band from the Mid Hudson Valley. It was great, but I got stood up. That's what I remember. Anyway, I understand why you're sitting shiver. I I got it. I got it. But this is Lady Gaga. This is her daddy. I mean, isn't Lady Gaga one of the most progressive, liberal people that were ever birthed? Remember, she went to that all girls Catholic school on 14th Street, she disparaged it. Her little monsters really were a lot of trannies, transgenders, uh, cross-dressers, transvestites, transformers, whatever. So she hasn't weighed in on this. But Papa Lady Gaga is going ballistic. I mean, really ballistic. He says at about 10 o'clock at night, they have impromptu block parties on West 70th Street outside of the old Stratford Arms Hotel that last into the early morning. Prostitution, of course, sex trafficking, kids getting catcalled and reckless e-bikes and motor scooter drivers wreaking havoc on one way streets. Sounds like what Bodito has been saying. No licenses, no license plates, no registration. Why are the cops not just stopping this caravan of modern day Little Hell's Angels and just seizing the e-bikes, seizing the motorbikes? seizing the mopeds. Makes sense, right? But, oh, nothing gets done in this city. God forbid. You got to murder somebody and maybe you'll get arrested. So he's going on and on. He says, Mr. Lady Gaga says, they're going to be there for three years. That was the contract. Why would you make a contract for three years? You say contract, ladies and gentlemen. I say kickback. Unfortunately, it's not listed as accommodations in a hotel any longer or um, a shelter, it's listed as a migrant resource um, a center in which there's no transparency and everything is redacted. And he says that there are girls as young as 14 who may be prostituting themselves in the streets. He says that in the neighborhood, it's been basically taken over by the illegal aliens. Again, this is right by Lincoln Center, West 70th Street, where he resides with other residents they've had enough, and two blocks from his famous restaurant, West 68th Street, Joanne Trattoria. I think I'm going to take my wife Nancy there, see if I can help out the guy. Sounds like they're under siege. But then again, aren't most neighborhoods in the city by the illegal aliens? Courtesy of who? Swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams. And what did Eric Adams have to say to uh, Mr. Lady Gaga and all of the residents of West Seventieth Street by Lincoln Center?
1: We will continue to do more than any other city or level of government in the nation to accommodate asylum seekers because that's who we are—the city of empathy, of compassion, and care. Wait, wait a second!
2: Lady Gaga's daddy said that I thought they're guests in our neighborhood; these illegal aliens they've taken over sidewalks it used to be mostly clean and now filled with trash particularly troubling is we're starting to see hypodermic needles strewn all around what what does eric adams have to say to everybody who with their own eyes can see how our city is being destroyed by this illegal alien invasion that eric adams welcomed with open arms just a year ago
1: and we know in the long run Asylum seekers will contribute to our strength like so many before them. They have already begun to make homes, to give back to their communities, to become New Yorkers.
2: Let a second. Mr. Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga's daddy said, most of the people in my building are owners. They feel that this situation has affected their property values. Give us something back. Maybe give us a tax rebate, Eric Adams. They're spending all this money. Why don't you give us some of that money? Isn't that for Americans? Is that what he said? Lady Gaga's daddy? Oh, my God. You see? You see how this is actually straightening out people to understanding? We got to take care of Americans first. And again, the restauranter called Mayor Eric Adams' response to the migrant crisis. A joke. I guess that's... uh, Is that a promotion of his daughter's upcoming movie, Joker 2, with Joaquin Phoenix? What a great movie that was. Now, can you imagine if Mr. Lady Gaga goes down into the subways like the Joker and all of a sudden starts wigging out on these illegal aliens? Hey, that's up next. But wait a second. Maybe Eric Adams can assuage Mr. Lady Gaga.
1: Imagine the boost to our nation's economy if we were to build the hundreds of thousands of jobs that need workers right now. It's the right thing to do, and it is smart economics.
2: You know, uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Why don't you tell Mr. Lady Gaga, who owns that famous restaurant, Joanne Trattoria, Trattoria, excuse me, at West 68th Street. Atri- You're so used to going to restaurants and not paying for any of the food you eat. I would hope you would go for a sit-down with uh, the guy Germanata. That's his his name, his last name. Have a sit-down, break some bread. And do me a favor, Mr. Lady Gaga. Charge him. And make sure he pays the gratuity. Because Eric Adams is known as a man with alligator arms. He never knew a bill that he needed to pay, and he always looked at waiters and waitresses and the maitre d' and the concierge, the hat check girl, the person who was doing valet parking and saying, tip? What tip? You know who I am? I'm the next president of the United States. I'm the new face of the Democratic Party. I'm Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan." How dare you expect me to give you a gratuity? And Mr. Alligator Arms has left us with no money. We are on the verge of fiscal dissolution. He's now claiming the bill's going to be $12 billion for the illegal aliens. And I say, look at the contracts and then look at the kickbacks to his cronies and the cronies of Kathy, Crime Wave, Holcomb.
0: Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Shut up!
2: Channel 9, the old WWOR Superstation, remember? Morton Downey Jr., they had Howard Stern on there. Let's see, who else did they have? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, they had such good. Richard Bain, 9 Broadcast Plaza. And then once a week, remember, they had the comedian Jackie Mason. That's when it was a Superstation all across the nation. Now you go to Channel 9 and Secaucus. like nothing going on there. Anyway, the reason I'm playing this song by Run DMC, twofold, 50th anniversary of hip-hop. That's what the hip-hop mayor, Eric Adams, keeps reminding us. That's all he's focused on. Oh, hip-hop, hip-hop, I'm the hip-hop mayor, old school. And then, of course, his sickle fan, and Lackey, with his nose so far up his us it's always brown. Sid Rosenberg's friend, the attorney, Arthur Idella, who likes to say, I'll be Weinstein. Oh, he needs a new trial. Oh, get out of here. Anyway, let's set the table here because very interesting. New York Post has an article today by Carl Campanelli taken right from uh, Sid Rosenberg's interview with uh, Arthur Idella yesterday where he either acted like a male yenta and gave up everything that he learned in City Hall, or he was asked to do it. And filter it out to the most listened to radio station program in the morning in the nation. But anyway, let's first go to the guy who consistently flip-flops. There's no doubt he's bipolar. He's manic depressive. That's Eric Adams. Because from one day to the next, it's a new message. It's a, it's a new way of creating a narrative now he's blaming us for the invasion of illegals
1: this is a moment where people need to stop asking eric what are you doing this is a moment we need to ask what are we doing we can't do this alone this is an all hands on deck The dollars coming in are not equaling the dollars that we have to pay going out. So we're going to do our part to the best of our abilities within the financial restraint. But we have a real call. We need every New Yorker that has something to offer to play a role. This is not Mayor Adams' job. This is the job of the people of the city of New York. And everyone should participate in that through New York City CARES through the 100 nonprofits that we are part of, uh, through all the other groups. Everyone needs to be a part of that. And I'm not going to allow anyone to allow this moment to go past without asking, what are you doing to help people who are in need right now?
2: Good question. What are you doing, Eric Adams, except spending our tax dollars? Won't even put illegal aliens in the yard there at Gracie Mansion where you could put a tent. You got two empty apartments and your um, tenement on Lafayette Avenue in Bed-Stuy. The basement apartment and the third floor apartment, uh, they're empty. They've been empty for a long time. You're doing who And then remember, he put out a call to all the church folks and folks who run mosques and synagogues. He said, look, I'll pay $125 per night for each illegal alien under this plan." Now, Justin, did your guy, uh, Rabbi Joe Potashnik, who gave you a bris when you were birthed uh, at the congregation Mount Sinai in Brooklyn Heights, with all those very wealthy uh, liberal progressive uh, Jews, uh, did they take in any illegal aliens, even to do sweat equity, even to sweep the the, the you know the sidewalk? Nothing. Rabbi Joe Potashnik did bubkis. He's vice president of the New York Board of Rabbis, right? All these big markers. What did they do? Nothing. And then let's not forget my guy, A.R. Bernard. He's right there in Canarsie on the corner of Pennsylvania Avenue and Flatlands. He's got the Christian Cultural Center megachurch. 5,000 seats. It's like a mini Madison Square Garden. Lou, has he taken in any? No. And every time I say, have me on your show, you know, Sunday mornings, because, you know, I finish... I finish at 6 in the morning, and then at 7 o'clock, it's the Reverend, the Rabbi, and I want to cross-examine it. Are you doing your part? Of course not. Do as I say. Don't do as I do. And then, remember, Eric Adams said to the people out there, he said, look, if you take an illegal alien into your home, we will give you $68 a night. That, That. Wait a second. That amount of money? That you would be uh, getting to host an illegal alien in your house, your apartment, your co-op, your condo is more than a foster parent is given to raise a child in New York State. And how many tankers have there been? You know, how come the media hasn't followed up on this? Eric Adams, every other day, he has a different press conference. He has attention deficit disorder. I want to know how many churches, how many mosques, how many shuls have taken him up on that offer. We know Rabbi Joe Potashnik and Reverend A.R. Bernard of WABC haven't. How many citizens have taken him up on that offer? Oh, he loves to talk, 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 talk. But the guy who dropped dime on the Eric Adams administration came on. With Sid Rosenberg yesterday, as he regularly does, lifelong friend of Sid, they both went to Poly Prep day school for the privileged. And I, he either did it because he's a male yente, he can't shut up, or he did it purposefully. So let's listen to what he first said about how there's a plan here to work with Biden until he gets elected. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be like we hit the sweepstakes, uh, Lotto, uh, Powerball.
0: What they've learned the hard way is that has gotten them nothing. They were on their hands and knees behind closed doors begging. And basically the word they got back was, hang on for a year. If Biden gets reelected, we'll cut you a check for a lot of money. But we're not doing it until after the presidential election. And basically, Hochul is not giving him any, any big relief either. So they're going to Albany asking for help. They're going to D.C. and begging for help. Right. And they got bumped.
2: Now, where did he get all of this from? And some new information that he also dropped on Sid and his audience yesterday that was featured in today's New York Post. Check the byline of Carl Campanelli.
0: I was with a very high official yesterday from City Hall.
2: Frank Caron. Who
0: spoke in genuinely to me. And he said... The issue is not just finding places for these people, but when we do find places for these people, we can't find anyone to run the thing. So here's a building in Manhattan. The landlord is like, here, here's the keys. We don't have anyone to organize it, organize the whole thing. Who goes in what room? You need security. You need some form of, of, of maintenance and health care, and not health care, but like sanitation in the place. Who's going to take out the garbage and pick it up? He's like, we are at... Which And and this is a person I have an enormous amount of respect for, intellectually and and, and otherwise. Frank Carone. And he basically said that the minor crisis for the Adams administration has almost broken the administration because it is a part of every conversation of everything they're doing.
2: Now, we know that Arthur Idala is a smart guy. I think we can all agree on that. Do we think he let the cat out of the bag? Can I say that, Justin, uh, well, or that offend uh, my wife, the cat lady, Nancy? Can we let the cat out of the bag? Uh, do we really think that he just couldn't stop himself from talking like two yentas with Sid? Or do we think it was purposeful that Frank Garone, who's like his Siamese twin, says to Arthur, I need you to leak on the Sid Rosenberg show because everybody listens. The fact that Biden is telling us there'll be no money until he gets reelected and then he'll cut us a big check. And in fact, the news of the day is, is that Eric Adams is going to get his sit down Thursday morning with Tom Perez, a person of no consequence, used to be the DNC chairman, who's now the director of intergovernmental affairs at the White House. Get out of here. This is what you call DID, deny that you have a problem. That was Eric Adams back in August a year ago when he was calling Abbott a racist and he was saying, I'm your Papa Chulo. Send me all your poor and impoverished illegal aliens. We'll take care of them. We're a sanctuary city. Ignore the problem, which is what Eric Adams was doing for months, and then delay doing anything about it, which is the Joe Biden solution when he met with Eric Adams recently uh, through his uh, – um his ambassadors there in the White House, in which he said, hey, chill. You got to hold on. You got to suck wind. And then when I get reelected president of the United States, we'll cut you a big fat check. And there was the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese, Schumann, uh, Schumer, like the cat that swallowed Tweety Bird, nodding his head in agreement, and Hakeem Jeffries. So we know what the plan is. And we know now from Arthur Idella, because obviously City Hall wanted it leaked out, that even when they're opening up all these uh, migrant resource centers that they don't even have the personnel to staff them. So, Lou, why not sweat equity? Why not have the illegal aliens themselves do the security, mop the floors, clean up the garbage, make the food, right? Good old-fashioned sweat equity. But then there are no kickbacks in that, and all these contracts have to do with kickbacks. Then the mayor was talking about the second time around for Randall's Island. Remember he put up a tent the first time months ago?
1: When we built Randall's Island last year, we had 15,000 migrants, asylum seekers, 15,000. We're now at 97,000. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about.
2: So when he first put up the tent in Randall's Island months ago, There were lots of kickbacks. Nobody showed up. You had a few guys who had come up from Brazil who were originally from the Sudan. They had the PlayStations. They had the 72-inch plasma TVs. It was a total kickback scam. And then, oh, wow. Wow. Here he goes, typical, always holding the tin cup in his hand.
1: There's no reason with almost 108,000 cities, villages, towns in this, in, this country, in this country, we can't spread it out. Uh, make sure that we properly fund it so FEMA is not giving money to those states to bus people to New York City. We need to get our uh, dollar uh, amount allocation of, uh, for it. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about.
2: So you notice he ended it by saying we need to get our dollar allocation. 50 cent for you, 50 cent for you, 50 cent for me, 50 cent for friends of Eric Adams, 50 cent for me. This is all a scam. It's all a kickback scam. He has claimed that in one month the bill has gone from $4 billion to $12 billion. Yet he won't allow anyone to see the contracts. This is this is the biggest scam going. In fact, the Republicans in the House finally woke up. We were talking about this a month ago based on the investigation of my wife uh, doing the deep dive, uh, Nancy, who's an e-attorney. And finally, Mike Lawler uh, says, hey, we need an investigation. All these contracts, no-bid contracts, handed over to Hochul and Adams donors. That's the last thing our state needs. Hey, Mike Lawler, you're spot on. But we were saying this a month ago. And then yesterday, the latest outrage, maybe the worst outrage of all, senior citizens getting kicked out into the streets in Midland Beach from their senior citizen long-term residents um, in order to make room for illegal aliens. Yesterday, on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion, which I was a participant in, the borough president, Vito Fussella, explained what a, what a disgrazia this is on behalf of the mayor. This is
0: so weird because you had people. There was a 95, 96-year-old woman who was forced to move out uh. of this facility, and now people have been in this country two weeks, three weeks. They're going to have a nice view of the, of the water. So I mean, they, they, they get the foreigners are getting preference over the American citizen.
2: That's right, John, and that's why I'm asking all of you, not just residents of Staten Island, to heed uh, Borough President Vito Fasella's uh, warning. But he's not just warning, he's summoning everybody to a rally that I'll be attending. I hope all of you will be attending, not just from Staten Island, but every other rally that I participated in and helped organize. I want all you rally goers to come and help Vito Fasella and the residents of Staten Island, especially these senior citizens who have been kicked to the curb. It's the Rally Against Migrant Shelter in Midland Beach, this Saturday, 10.30 in the morning. I finish early, the overnight, till the break of dawn. Then I'm heading out there to 11.11 Father Capadona Boulevard, free parking across the street, lots of free parking. Guess who won't be there, Lou? Uh, Joe Vacation Borelli. You know, he's always on vacation. And then Mama Luke, Frank Morano. he won't be there either. So guess what? I'm substituting for the both of them, because I guess they have things to do that are more important than helping to save senior citizens housing from the immigrant illegal alien invasion. This
0: is the Riffin Reed, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
2: Well, now him
1: gone to island. He never I mean,
2: how many of our hosts and hostesses here have been locked up on Rikers Island? None. I certainly have been. How many politicians have been locked up on Rikers Island? None. So they don't know what the hell they're talking about. But today, there's a hearing that could result in a federal takeover of Rikers Island, which is out of control. The gangs run the tiers. You know, you could go for a visit. They roll out the red carpet. But you got to be there, especially at night, and see that it's uh, uh, the Trinitarios, the Dominican gang, they control their and The Bloods control theirs. The Crips control theirs. MS-13 controls theirs. Latin kings, Nyantas. I mean, we could go right on down the line. It's thug life that rules Rikers Island. Uh, and we'll see what the judge determines. I have a feeling the judge is just going to uh, postpone any decision. Anyway, our own John Kaczmatidis has come up with a great idea to house these illegal aliens on all the unused buildings now on Rikers. Used to house 20,000 when Bernie Kerik was the um, correctional chief for Rudy Giuliani. It's now down to about 6,000. Because remember, you got about another 1,000 on the barge, which is across at Hunts Point. Just plenty of space, plenty of space, plenty of free parking out there also on Rikers Island. Only one way in, one way out, unless you want to swim and go down with the undertow and the current uh, right over the bridge to Steinway Street. So it's a perfect concept to put the illegal aliens and there are enough buildings, all you got to really do is just fix the plumbing a little bit. They have the showers, they have the kitchens. Uh, I'd say probably the biggest thing is the circulation, the circulation, having been locked up there. Okay, so we've dealt with that. Now, the big story in reference to uh inmates in Rikers Island is a lot of them will end up getting surgery at taxpayers' expense. When I was shot up, when the Gambino's on the orders of John Gotti Sr. to John Gotti Jr., friends of uh, Frank Morano shot me five times with hollow-point bullets, and I survived, and I was recovering in uh, Bellevue. Every other room had inmates from Rikers Island getting all kinds of surgeries at taxpayers' expense, knee replacement, hip replacement, like, what? Yep, and they all handcuffed to the bed, and they have a correctional officer outside. Yesterday, there was Yen Chun Chen. Chinese guy who had been busted for drugs, remanded to Rikers Island. He faked having a heart attack, which is a lot of what the mobsters used to do going to trial. Like, uh, Fat Tony, Fat Tony uh, I can't breathe. Uh, same thing. So then they get sent to the ward at Bellevue. It's still part of the correctional department. And at 4.30 in the afternoon, he shimmied down some sheets and towels and, uh, that he tied together from his room that was supposed to be secured, and he made off into the streets and caught a cab south on 2nd Avenue. And you know damn well he went into Chinatown, and he's lost now. He's about six three, two fifty. You know, this reminds me of 1979, the year I formed the Guardian Angels. It was the heyday of F-A-L-N. These were the Puerto Rican nationalists who had declared war on America, set off like a 100 bombs, uh, the Machateros, and their bomb making, uh, m- bomb maker was Willie No Hands Morales. Now, you know why they call him No Hands? Because he had blown his hands off while manufacturing these bombs that had killed. So he was taken to Bellevue to get prosthetics. That's right. Fake, uh, hands, courtesy of the taxpayers, but he escaped. And the way he escaped was similar where there were sheets and there were towels tied together, and he shimmied down, and next thing you know, he's in Cuba. He's driving no hands, Willie Morales, a 57 Chevy, with a hot Cuban tamale next to him, and he's like side-by-side side with Joanne Chester Marr, valued guests uh, uh, behind the sugar cane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro. Problem is that I don't believe he ever shimmied down those uh, sheets and those towels because he had no hands. He was no-hands Willie Morales. I think he was aided and abetted by some of the nurses, some of the technicians who were in there in Bellevue who were sympathetic to the Machateros and to F-A-L-N. That story will have to be continued.